Dear Lord, I just thank you, Father, for everything that you're doing right now. You're so good to us, Lord. And right now, Father, in this moment, this very second, Father, we stand in awe of you. Welcome to the podcast of Who Am I? Identity Crisis of Youth Today. This podcast is a collection of articles, comments, and ideas with lots of truth, based on my opinion, but with truth, to share with others that are really interested to see real change in our youth today. Yes, this is Devon Harris, Director of Full Circle Refuge, a juvenile justice ministry that serves the southeastern of the U.S. for the past 20 years. Yes, sir, that's where we are today. We're here to come back to you. I'm just taking a little break. I had a little Saturday afternoon or morning to catch up, trying to make time as I'm out in the trenches so much. So it's hard sometimes to get into the upper room studios, if you know what I mean, my man cave, to put this information out. Our key verse today is from Proverbs, again, the book of wisdom, Proverbs chapter 20, Verse 24, it says here in the God's Word translation, The Lord is the one who directs a person's steps. How then can anyone understand his way? Again, how then can anyone understand his ways? In the name of the podcast today are the things we want to talk about. Who am my identity crisis of you today? I'm an oddball. I'm an oddball, so I hope I can break this subject out just a little bit with you as we define some things of oddball, or what's happening in the culture. We've been quite busy in the last couple months of trying to enact, empower, uh, shake up, uh, wake up, stir, uh, 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 pick up churches to really reach out to youth, specifically at-risk youth that are in our communities and in the southeast. We're trying to speak the message. So if you are loving, enjoying, convicting by this podcast, please share it with someone today. Um, This is the medium to get the information out. I love to share my heart, my mind, and my soul of what God has been planting in me and what I see on a daily basis. But sometimes it's really hard to get somebody to sit down to hear it. It's to sit down. They're so busy, busy with stuff. Busy, busy, and the culture continues to do what it it is being called to do, in a sense, um, to be outside of the will of God. So, one of our training pieces that we use in one degree at a time is to stir hearts of people to understand the definition of at-risk youth. Um, A good friend of mine, and I'm probably mentioning before on this podcast, is Dr. Scott Larson. He is the founder of Straight Ahead Ministries, a good friend, a brother in Christ. 
um, has taught me a lot over the last 20 years about at-risk youth. I've hung out with him many times. We broke bread many times. I have been to the Boston area many times where Straight Ahead is based out of. Uh, They have did many things with kids. They've taken young men and women from a lock-up unit to a YDC from DJJ to a transition home to transition to Bible college, universities, seminaries, and becoming not only responsible men and women in the culture, but responsible men and women that know God personally as their Lord and Savior. So he writes an article out of one of his books, and one of the things he's talking about is determining if a young person is at risk. And it states here that there's a couple factors here that a young person is at risk. Because a lot of people like to define that every child is at risk. And I can go with that for a minute. Uh, yes, because there's a lot of transitionings happening in a child's life physically, mentally, and spiritually. But really what we want to define is an at-risk that's really disconnected or disenfranchised from the norm. So it states here, determine if a young person is at risk. You need a couple factors here happening. Environmental factor and personal factor. So let's look at the environmental factor. It says, first of all, an environmental factor is the home life. Alcoholism and illegal drug use is a factor. Physical or sexual abuse. Harsh, unpredictable behavior patterns. Extreme neglect. Receiving little instruction, love, and discipline as a child. A young mother. Neither no contact or negative contact with a father or mother. Parents or siblings who have been incarcerated. Parents who with severe, uh, severe marital problems. Another thing, environmental factor is community. Poorly functioning school system with high truancy and dropout rates. Violence or strong bullying stealing on school grounds. Shootings and drug trades in the immediate community. High levels of poverty. Few jobs available in the community. Few or no youth in the neighborhood who attend church or programs. The next thing that's a part of environmental factors of determining if a young person is at risk is their peers. States here, strong pressure to join gangs in the neighborhood. And you know, quote from me, we've been talking about this. We've been beating this up that we can really solve, eradicate this mentality in our communities. Getting back to Scott. Peers who have pronounced delinquency, absence of positive peer relationships, lack of a positive adult role model. Let's hear that one again. Lack of a positive adult role model. Next one in peers of environmental factors. Membership in a gang or a small group that discusses and plans antisocial behavior. So that's part of the environmental factors um, that surround them uh, that that's impacting them on a daily basis to determine if a young person is at risk based on Dr. Scott Larson. The next thing is what we stated is personal factors, is the, their childhood, hyperactivity and attention disorders, persistent lying, difficult temperament. That's in childhood. Uh, you probably look at your child and say, there's a lot of that issue going on. All right. How about adolescence personal factors? Smoking or drinking before age 12. Using marijuana before age 15. Struggling with depression. 
Children struggling with depression? Yes, sir. Persistent lying. That comes up again. Lack of guilt for negative actions. Persistent problem with authority. Binge drinking or drug abuse. Sexual abuse as a victim or as an abuser. Deep hurt that has led to self-inflicted damage or talk of suicide. Enter rage that has led to violent acts. Preoccupation with violence and with playing violent videos. Video games. Wow, it's the hottest deal these days. Obsession with fantasy games and the, the occult death and of satanic. And Scott Larson says, of all these, these factors of determining if a young person is at risk, he states here, any three factors, factors from the environmental list, plus three from the personal list, indicate that a young person is at risk of hurting self or others. Five or more from each list indicate high risk. It should be noted, however, it states here, that young person with little going against them can destroy them, yes, destroy them or others. Likewise, youth in terrible internal and external danger can make it by grace of God and are resilient of the human spirit. And this is based on this book. Um, that was one of my first books that I read when I first got involved with working with at-risk youth. And it's called Bringing Hope to Hurting Teenagers um, and by Dr. Scott Larson. It's a very powerful book, and I've used it quite often to uh, define what we do and understand the culture of what we deal with. And some people always ask me, you know, how did you come to this point? How did you understand? It's just by trial and error and really being proactive and persistent and having a passion about what, what needs to be done and also being stirred by God and what's important in life. Not about all the other things that men love to do. I love a lot of hobbies, but they're not my main focus. Remember one of the Ten Commandments? Do not have any other gods before you. It's Saturday. I know a lot of people are planning for one god today, and it's played with a pigskin. I won't go into that anymore, but it is a hot topic. As we look at the culture, and we see there's not all that, and they got a lot of issues, these players. They need Jesus, as they say. But the key is... People are so focused with the flags and the rags. You think you make fun of gangs and what they're so passionate about. Well, sometimes we look like the same thing. You know, we do. Even denominational, we look like the same thing. Are we passionate about that? Are we passionate about what God is passionate about? Are we really sincere about somebody's sin nature that they are going to hell? They will burn for eternity? Uh Uh-oh, you're going to turn me off. Don't, 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 don't do that now. Okay, here we go. Are you passionate about them seeing them change the way they think and act? That's what it's about. Here's another thing based on what we do in uh, training. And uh, this was uh, a part of our curriculum that we use. And uh, it was a training I went through a long time ago. And so it's kind of dated, but it's, it's, it's very relevant to today. It's from the, the Search Institute. We, we, I quite often use that material. And the title of this uh, document that we use, um, the Train Our Volunteers to Understand, and to really stir again, you know, as we continue to talk about who am I, identity Christ of youth today, I am, I'm an oddball. And it states here in this title of this article, it says, why aren't more adults invo- involved in the lives of youth? Again, why aren't more adults involved in the lives of youth? First one says, they ain't, or they aren't my, our kids. They ain't my child. 
I don't know them. That's them. I ain't got to worry about them just stating that out of context. But it states, states here why they do that. They aren't our kids. They state this. The assumption is, the assumption is that parents are the only adult, adults with the obligation to nurture youth development. This leads to communities over-reliance on overwhelmed parents. Problem. That is the problem. Here's the solution. The solution is emphasize the role of all adults as community members who share in the responsibility for nurturing development of young people. Youth are the community's hope for the future's prosperity. Can I say that again? Can I get an amen? Youth are the community's hope for the future's prosperity. Everyone benefits from their success. I truly believe in that. I am 50-something. I'm not going to be here forever. These kids are going to be here to run our communities, our country, develop stuff. And only God can give them the best blended, the blessings that come all, all at one time. The blessings and the benefits of knowledge and information, wisdom to use their talents in a major way to keep the society going. You know, I know we're on a timeline of what God wants us really to be at. But why not step into the trenches right now? You don't know who you can reach. Here's the next one from why aren't more adults involved in the lives of youth? It states here, lack of permission from parents to become involved in a young person's life. The solution, encourage parents to ask for support from other adults in their community and to always let those adults know that they are appreciated, appreciate the positive tensions that others show towards their children. I've never been turned down. <laughs> I've never been turned down from a parent. They're pleading with me there at their wind's end. Please help my child. You know, it's always reactive, not proactive. Uh, that's why we're in the courts all the time. The places is packed with parents in there. Somebody do something, the best thing for my child. But when we were trying to do proactive things to give them tools to really be real parenting, nobody shows up. <laughs> what? That don't make sense. You know, we're, we should have teaching moments, times of opportunities to speak truth into our child's life. Remember this. I've said this many times. You brought them into the world, not me. You got them for 18 years, not me. Why are you blaming it on everything else? The church, the school, society, the music, everything else. But it's you, mama and daddy, that should be planting that seed. If you don't plant that seed, they're going to be at your house another 18, 20, 30 years. Or you're going to be visiting them in a lockdown facility, almost practically getting strip searched just to go see your child, take your plastic bag of change in there, sit in front of them for four or five hours and ask them chit chat chit, chit, whatever talk about whatever you want to talk about you know but it's no fun they're in not in the free world they're not going to get your cooking they're going to get something else why not plant that seed now and see fruit come out of it i've seen it work i've seen it work we got to stop having our little social club time for 18 years and be about our business our job description excuse me uh, being a true parent. The next thing it says here in why aren't more adults involved in the lives of youth? It states here, no expectation from the community for involvement in the lives of youth. What? It says here, yes, sir, no expectation from the community for involvement in the lives of youth. The solution, expect involvement. 
publicize the need for adults to be involved in the lives of youth. Involve parents and non-parental adults in the planning process for all youth programs. Well, well, well. For the last two months, including today, I have been diligently traveling all over the community, setting up one degree at a time, change the way you think and act, volunteer orientation, three-hour sit-down, no commitment, just hear and be stirred. The max number we had is probably five at each session. Some of them have been no-shows. Two people are too busy. But they'll complain about seeing somebody in the dollar paper, about a kid bringing a pistol to school to sell to somebody else. They will complain about a two-year-old or a nine-year-old getting shot in Chirac in, the, in Chicago. But nobody wants to be proactive about reaching kids. Now, I give, it, I give granted. There's, there's, there's programs out there that are coming alongside, but they're struggling to get to that point because there's, as it says in God's word, the, the harvest is plenty, but the workers are few. We can quote that all day long like John 3.16, but we need some legs to that. Remember, it says in Romans 10, I believe, it says, how beautiful are the feet of the preacher. How are they going to know, quoting that? How are they going to know unless we go? Great commission, church folks, where y'all at? All right, sitting in a pew, warming that. We got to get about the kingdom business, be about our Father's business. I'm preaching, I'm preaching, I know. Let's get to the number four of why aren't more adults involved in the lives of you. It states here in number four, no one asked me. No one asked me, and I know that's a very true, and I try to do a lot of asking, but I know there's people out there that really want to get involved, and I try to hit every avenue, venue, to go and reach somebody to say, stir, I will go out and have lunch with somebody just to hear their story. doesn't matter. I won't count nobody out if I can sit down to hear their story and share what there's a solution to that. It says here the solution is invite parents, families, and non, other non-parental adults to be involved, become involved in youth programs. 50% of adults have indicated that they would become involved if someone asked them to. Well, audience, I'm asking, I'm asking, I'm asking, I'm pleading. I'm not struggling to say I need you, but we do. We need bodies to duplicate this process so the message, the light and salt can go out so we can really salvage, give our youth help. You think your child is doing right, good right now, parent, but if we don't impact the culture that the other kids are coming in, your child will not have a successful future because the, the darkness is empowering and the life, it, light is getting snuffed out. As it always states, reason why evil abounds is because good people do nothing. Zero. Do nothing. Do nothing. Number five of why aren't more adults involved in the lives of youth? Negative images of young people. What? Don't you remember when you were a child? Remember we all were delinquent at one time. You said, no, I wasn't. Yes, you were. You're lying already. You were delinquent just like me. Most of us grew out of that childish mentality. You know, we were once a child and we grew up to be a man or a woman, you know. But it says here the solution is debunked the negative stereotypes of youth. Publicize the accomplishments of youth in your programs, and we do. Encourage the media and your community to depict youth in a positive way. We do. Even this week, we're going to be on our local TV station to show some solutions of what we're doing. And we're going to share one of our reformed gang members that's being successful in life today. We are. 
We got to get about that business to reach our children, about your neighbor and our kids. We need to police up our communities and not not let it get implode, implode like Ferguson. You know, what a mess. Yes, on both sides. I said it. Yes, sir, on both sides. It's not one that's at fault. There's both at fault, you know, that need to be policing up their community. Number six, last one. Problem-focused youth programs do not emphasize or energize youth community. We do, we do, we do, we do. It says solution here is concentrate on positive focus, asset-building youth programs rather than problem-centered programs that depict youth as trouble, disrespectful, and unlikely to succeed. We do. I've seen many kids come out of the system and do great things in the world. I've seen it with my own heart. My own eyes, you know. But I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying a lot of this blessing and this fruit of seeing this. But I know there's more people out there that want to see the same thing. They want to see change. Um, how about you? Are you listening to this podcast today and you're going, how can I be used? You can. There's so many needs in Full Circle Refuge right now and other agencies and other ministries, organizations, youth serving agencies. You can do as little as administrative if that's what you do. We need that help. I do. People just to file things, uh, manage uh, websites, do social media, people that can really do direct ministry of prayer. Or one-on-ones, that's the best thing. Remember, as you look at God's Word, we remember the feet of the 5,000 plus children and kids. You know, uh, we remember, uh, you know, the ascension of Jesus Christ. Um, there's probably about 500 there, and they say, why y'all standing around? Get about business, paraphrasing it. Um, but, uh, but we really remember the names of the Onesimus. The Philemons, the Pauls, the Timothys, the, the Barnabas, you know, the, the, we remember the mentors. We remember this and we state their names today and great things came out of them one-on-one relationships. But we need them folks too. We need uh, men to step up to be men and share other young men how to be a real godly man. We don't see that a lot. We got a lot of ladies volunteering and ladies, we have ladies, young girls that are struggling with issues. Because they don't know how to define themselves as a godly woman. They're looking for love and a thug and 15 minutes of fame called baby mamas. You know, it's just crazy. It's just so sick that we see and we allow our child, children to implode and follow the culture. Um, so I, I just, I just challenge you right now. If this is what you're about, you know, let's put some feet to this word. These, these words that I've expressed out of my heart today. And please share this podcast. Again, you can, you can dialogue with us on Twitter uh, at FCR Ministries. Um, you just look us up or Dev Harris, D-E-V Harris, number one zero on Twitter. Uh, we're on Google Plus. We're on Facebook. Just look us up. Or if you'd like to email me directly, you can email me directly at podcast at fullcirclerefuge.org. at the end. That's podcast at fullcirclerefuge.org. Refuge.org. Hey, again, I thank you for listening to me and sharing. And I just, I'm encouraged by the numbers we see of people downloading this um, each week. And I try to be consistent. Please be in prayer that my time is set aside to be in the upper room to share something that I've seen during the week. Again, thank you for listening. And I hope you put feet to this word, these words I said. I said it again. And as my friend says, go. Serve your king. 
I'm out. Yeah. With a flow skill, yeah. better so ill. Yeah. You will lock everything in my soul's